2: Look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone.
0: You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion
4: Sean King on Vsin PRIMETIME. Hour 2 of VSIN PRIMETIME, alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, who you text? i'm not putting my plays in all right yeah you could have done it during the break i forgot that i hadn't done it on these two apps oh okay so it's a good thing we're back live on you know radio and television it's a gambling show yeah well, okay we have a five-minute commercial break sometimes you just pull it up you know do you that. can be a real jerk well you know when we come back from break and my co-host who i you know i've been giving praise to all day long is looking at his phone like this you know you you would think i just told you i got i forgot to make the plays, and the game's about to start. <laughs> what I, I hope it's, is it the, uh, the un, is it an unbeatable bet? No. No? No, no it's not an unbeatable bet? <laughs> no. oh, was That that was just this past weekend? Was that the unbeatable? The circle doesn't allow you to do uh, in-regulation. I
2: don't
4: know. <laughs> <laughs> can we focus on the live show that we're doing right now? Okay, now I put my what? wages in. Yes, we can. Oh, my goodness. Make sure it went in. okey dokie. Sainthood. Is something that uh, I aspire to one of these days, and I think I uh, will get it. By the way, um, let's go Virginia Tech. By the way, tipping off right now, Castle Coliseum down in Blacksburg. Yeah,
2: uh, by the way, mm-hmm. don't ever try me like that again. What? So we're coming. We're in a break, and I told, I gave Miles, you know, you know, one of the guys that helps make Veasan, you know, run day to day. I liked Oakland plus five tonight in college basketball. So Tim goes, I bet you don't know where the University of Oakland
4: is. I, say, I did not say it like that. I go,
2: and do like, you know where Oakland well, is? A, a commoner would probably think it's in California, but I actually know that it's in the great state of Michigan. Like, don't try me. Come on, man. I do this every day. <laughs> Who gave you Oakland tonight? I don't divulge my <laughs> sources. <laughs> oh, the Dookie's coming out hot. I have the unders. so I hope they're not too hot. Uh, hopefully uh, we can. Hof- it would be good to see Whitehead start playing like the number two player in the Ho- country. Hopefully
4: my Hokies here can uh, can get it done in the stinkiest line I've I've seen in a long time. You know, what, what will be great is Virginia Tech will probably get smoked, <laughs> uh, likely, because last year when I had Duke to win the ACC tournament and Duke decided, you know, they were just going to let a bunch of Wofford transfers absolutely dominate them in the ACC championship game. So, you know, now I flip to the other side, and I'm sure Duke will win by 57 points tonight.
2: I normally always put a Duke to win the NCAA tournament (laughs) playing. I haven't even done it yet. By the way,
4: it's (laughs) 7-0 (laughs) Duke.
2: I'm telling you, I I watched Virginia Tech play Saturday. I could never bet on them again after that. You won your bet, too. I know, but I'd have been better if I
4: didn't watch it. (laughs) <laughs> like I just I can't do it. <laughs> they, oh. Yeah, they're off t- we'll to off we'll to a great start, Hokies. Let's uh, let's let's keep it rolling. Down seven uh, nothing to Duke. <laughs> can we get the uh, the Rangers uh, game on gosh. one of the
2: channels? I'm gonna watch the Rangers. Uh, hopefully obliterate the Panthers
4: tonight. I'm I'm already I'm already giving up on my uh, on my Duke wager here or my Virginia Tech wager. Let's just let's just move on. Um, I do want to get to something that, that Pritch asked you. So, uh, stats were circulating around last night, a pretty cool trend that Sean is a part of. So, Brock Purdy and the 49ers, of course, defeated the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. And, you know, oddly enough, one of those quarterbacks was the last pick in the NFL draft this past year. And the other, who was throwing to the wrong uniform, is making 40 plus million dollars. Right. But we'll move past that. Um, Brock Purdy joins a very exclusive fraternity since 1970, since we've had championship games and conferences. It is Sean King, who was the OG. I started it all. Ben Roethlisberger, I was the first. Joe Flacco, and Mark Sanchez. And now Brock Purdy will become the fifth rookie quarterback to start a conference championship game. So take us back, Sean, to your rookie season, it was 2000, January of 2000 in St. Louis. You're going up against the greatest show on turf. Obviously there was some controversy in the game with the Burt Emanuel. Catch, no catch. It wasn't controversy, it was blatant cheating. True. Yeah. So what is Brock Purdy going through this week? Like you, he will be on the road, he will be in Philadelphia. So what will this week be like for Brock Purdy who also, like you, took over for a quarterback who got injured. Neither one of you were expected to start the whole year, and and here both of you well, are. Ours was interesting because <laughs> nobody even talked
2: to me. This was all about the greatest show on turf versus the greatest defense in the history of the National Football League. <laughs> that was the topic of everything. I just was over there. I had a mic. Nobody asked me anything. I showed up to the game, G2 cover, GQ cover smooth, too. I mean, I was sharp as a tack. Your mama was proud, um, and then the game started. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the conversation that week, which is kind of be a little different for Brock, is because you know they've kind of been doing their thing a little bit off. But this conversation was all Rams offense versus the Bucks defense. You know, which one cracks, which one prevails? Like, so I kind of got a break, you know, because of the the situation you know, that the game kind of was revolving
4: around. So for Brock Purdy, if you're Kyle Shanahan this week, I mean, you look at the Niners, and this isn't supposed to be, this isn't a knock on Brock Purdy, but they're there a lot because he's not messing it up, right? You've got, they couldn't get the run game going until late, and then late in that game, they started to kind of wear down on the Cowboys rush defense. But the defense for, uh, for San Francisco, is is phenomenal. So what is the game plan for Purdy to become the first rookie quarterback to lead his team to a Super Bowl? Because the other four that I mentioned, including yourself, failed to get that victory in the conference championship game. Well,
2: I don't think the Cowboys run defense as good as the Eagles. I agree. But I think the Eagles secondary is better than the Cowboys secondary. So I don't think the passing windows are going to be what they were at times in that Cowboy game, but I do think they'll be able to run the football more effectively against this Eagles team than they did. But this is going to come down to mistakes. If he can play mistake-free, San Francisco going to be a hard team to beat. You know, the interesting thing for me, because I told you the Niners' secondary is susceptible to the big play. You know, if Dak don't turn the ball over those two times, to be honest, Dallas probably wins the game because they're going to kick the one field goal and take the lead, and then the second one, even if they punt, like, you know, that turned into, you know, so he probably, I, I don't see San Francisco being able to shut Philly down, I guess is what I'm trying to say, so I think he's going to have to score points against this Eagles defense, but he going
4: to have to be extremely accurate with the ball because they're really good in the secondary. The run game for San Francisco, like I mentioned, it got going late as as Dallas kind of got worn down. But ultimately, Eli Mitchell, 51 yards on the ground. Christian McCaffrey, 35 yards on the ground. But when you look at the opposite, right? Philadelphia ran all over the Giants. Mm -hmm. They're the best run offense in the league. And then you've got San Francisco. They've got the best rush defense in the league. I know we still have a full week, Sean, to break this thing down. But how do you look at that matchup because that's the most intriguing one to me is who prevails in that showdown because that is truly strength on strength 49ers rush defense and the Eagles rush offense
2: <clears throat> the issue for the Niners rush defense is Jalen Hurts is a part of the run game right so I think you'll see a lot more design QB runs in this situation that's an added guy you have to count for but you can't really load the box against Philly because they have dynamic guys on the outside And um, it's going to be a fascinating chess match. It's going to be a really fast. I can't wait. I'm I'm super excited, you know, to watch this game. Uh, I would not be surprised if it plays out like the Cowboys game where it's not the high-scoring game, where it's a game where both teams kind of bend but don't break. You know, I can see that scenario playing itself out on multiple platforms.
4: Total sitting at 45.5 and and the spread at 2.5. Here's an interesting thing. Where we sit right now, it is juiced at two and a half draftkings it is minus 20 on two and a half so
2: meaning minus 115 meaning circle. the
4: next move yeah. could be headed towards three yeah are you surprised that Philly's getting no because they're home they dominated the Giants but is that, and this is this is what's so interesting about the the Giants depending on what book you looked at we talked to Chris Andrews on Friday and they weren't overwhelmingly Giants but there were more Giants tickets than there were Eagles tickets he said Giants tickets money on the Eagles mm-hmm. off of what we saw against a Giants team that let's be honest they have a lot of deficiencies but they look tremendous right are we are we overreacting to the performance that Philly had on Saturday night or are we catching up to as you pointed out last week, Are we catching up to what they were during the majority of the season when we believe they were the best in the NFL? I think they're catching
2: up. That's why that plus 550 that was available on Philly on Friday Mm -hmm. was just, I mean, the value there to me was, was, if you didn't already have Philly, I just thought that was a lot of value. And I think all the pressure is on San Fran in this situation,
4: to be honest. It's wild right now.
2: Because San Fran has, they're the ones that have failed losing in the uh, NFC Championship game, losing in the Super Bowl with this same core group yep. of guys. All the pressure's on them. This is the very beginning of this run for Philly. Made the playoffs last year with this group, added a couple pieces. Now they're in the NFC Championship game. Their arrow's going here. You got to think that San Francisco arrow, man, you know, how much longer can can this run, you know, continue? So I think all the pressure's on, on,
4: on San Fran. So it was last, I think, Thursday, Sean. I'm going to take
2: Philly. Because I think you can exploit San Fran in the passing game down the field. And Philly has the guys to do it.
4: Last Thursday, you looked over your shoulder in Philadelphia. I think, I don't know if it was five, whatever it was, 5 dollars 25 It was north of $5.00 plus. They right now at Circa, not that it's overwhelming. They are the favorite plus 244. to win the Super Bowl. Now it's real bunched up in there.
2: They were behind the Bills, Chiefs.
4: And, and the 49ers Niners on Friday. And now they're a two and a half point favorite in the NFC championship game. We'll take a look at some exactas for the Super Bowl. It VC V-CIN primetime.
5: Those are the most obvious. But let's say you're like Bill Self, and you can get it to where it looks good. His is magical. I don't even know if his is a toupee. It is. I think he went into the future and had a procedure we haven't even discovered yet. And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or
1: wherever you listen to podcasts. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip.
4: V-SIN Prime
0: V-SIN Time
4: V-SIN with Tim V-SIN. Murray and Sean King Sean on VZN, the Sports Betting Network. We keep it rolling here on VSIN Prime Time alongside Sean King. I am Tim Murray. Got a couple bets we're sweating out here. We got Rangers. What was it in regulation and on the puck line? Sean, is that correct?
2: Yeah, that's the only one I probably have a chance to win because. I've got under in Duke, and this will this will be in the 160s, the way they're
4: playing. Yeah, I got Virginia Tech here tonight, so hopefully uh, Hokies can keep it rolling. Hokies up six right now, but I think they've made every three-pointer they've attempted, so we'll see if uh, it comes back down to earth. 25-19 at the under-12 media timeout, Virginia Tech and Duke. We do have uh, a pretty big college hoops game. I mean, anytime teams from the Big 12 go toe-to-toe, Sean, that means it's going to be a quality game. We've got Kansas and Baylor coming up. That'll be at 9 o'clock Eastern. Also, uh, New Mexico and Nevada. Fun one up in Reno tonight. Also, 9 o'clock Eastern where you've got an unranked team laying points against a ranked team. Hmm. Uh, and we'll talk to Jim Root, our good buddy from uh, the three-man Weave, coming up in uh, just a little bit. All right. We have the AFC and NFC championship game set. Let's take a look at some exactas, Sean King, and I know where you're going to be headed, but we'll roll through all of them, and then give you. We can give some thoughts on it. Uh, these are courtesy of BetMGM. Eagles beat the Bengals. That's plus four seventy-five. Eagles beat the Chiefs. Plus four seventy-five. Bengals over Eagles. Plus five fifty. Mm-hmm. Chiefs over Eagles. Plus five fifty. Bengals over Niners. Seven to one. Chiefs over Niners 7 to 1 Niners over Bengals 7 to 1 and Niners over Chiefs 7 to 1 So all of the Super Bowl exactas that involve the San Francisco 49ers who are in the eyes of oddsmakers right now the longest shot to win it not that big of a long shot but still plus 325 all of those are at 7 to 1 and the two shortest prices plus 475 at Bet MGM involve the Eagles beating either the Bengals or the Chiefs. So we have the odds up for those of you watching with us. Current odds at BetMGM in the futures market to win the Super Bowl. Eagles plus 250. Bengals plus 260. Chiefs plus 275. And Niners at plus 325. So I know you like the Bengals. Right, I love the Bengals. I know you like the Eagles. Right. So I wouldn't play anything else.
2: So it would be Bengals over Niners or Bengals over Chiefs for me.
4: So, Bengals over Niners, 7-1. I mean, or, or Bengals Bengals over, over uh, Eagles is plus right.
2: 550. Yeah. So, that's what, where I would be. I, I think the, the Bengals beat the Chiefs with a healthy Pat Mahomes. I definitely think they beat them, you know, with a limited tra- uh, Pat Mahomes in some ways. And You know, to be honest, I do think the 49er-Eagles game, you know, a lot of people are going to consider it a 50-50 game. I think the Eagles should be clear favorites. They are. Um but if you're going to play a teaser, I could see, you know, teasing both underdogs up. Yeah,
4: I yeah. can see that. I would wait. Um, right now, there are a couple one and a halves popping, and it seems like the one and a halves will show up. So don't don't play it now. Let's if you can get a one and a half. Mm-hmm. Uh, if Cincinnati gets to one and a half, which certainly seems to be where it's trending right now. Uh, yeah, weight. I mean, you have relatively low ish totals 46 and by the way, totals going 4 and 0 to the under this weekend, uh, in these uh, championship or in the divisional round, I should say. So, uh, that's usually the games were strange
2: because Bengals Buffalo seemed like it was going to be an over game and never got there. Who knows what the Chiefs Jaguars would have been if Mahomes stays healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean the Giants just couldn't get anything going. Or that game was definitely over. You know, if the Giants just get in the seventeen range, you know what I mean? Like they did nothing offensively. And then you could you could imagine that Niners,
4: Cowboys could play out the way that it did. Yeah, I'm a I'm a little annoyed that I didn't play under in that one. Uh Niners and Cowboys. But you know, such is life yeah. laid off of it. Um impressive let's just rehashing the weekend. The most, the single most impressive thing that you saw this weekend, either by a particular player, unit, team, whatever it may have been, Sean, was what? Bengals. Bengals, just in its totality.
2: Yeah, in its totality. When you look at the struggle they had against Baltimore, and I said that was a struggle because they know how good Baltimore is on defense. I thought this game would be different. To go into Buffalo for it to be, I mean, this was a, uh, I mean, a stereotypical. Winter Buffalo playoff game, right? Yep. The snowing was white. Oh, it yeah. was snowing. And they thoroughly handled Buffalo. I mean, from start to finish, they look like the right side. They look like the better team. I think that was the most impressive performance, if you ask me.
4: So, I think I agree. And to, I got to give kudos to the offensive line of Cincinnati. And, and, and you called it all last week, and, and it was a great call by you. Basically, you felt like it wasn't going to be that big of a deal, and I don't know if it wasn't a big deal, but they deserve a ton of credit. I mean, to step up with a left tackle who I don't think has ever he never started a game at I left think it's tackle. I Carmine is his name, right? Yeah, he Carmack. came he came in during the Ravens game and was getting you know run over, and they played phenomenal. They there was watching that game, there was really no doubt, and and I, I'll be honest, Sean. When it went to halftime and it was 17-7, I was thinking, man, the Bills are lucky to only be down 10. I mean, that was a thorough butt-whipping every which way by the Cincinnati Bengals. Really, really impressive performance. And I think a lot – I mean, you have the Mahomes injury, but also you just have the way they've played, Sean. And I think that's why you now have seen – a flip of favorites from Kansas City opening as you know one one and a half point favorites to now being a one one and a half point underdog is is just everything that played out. And we'll also see how this week goes because I know Zach Taylor mentioned it today that Alex Kappa and or Jonah Williams could be back on Sunday, for Sunday, I should say, against the uh Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, he was interesting. I don't think Jonah Williams was that
2: good, first of all. I told you, him losing him wasn't that significant to me. He was getting, I mean, felony assaulted in the Ravens game before he, he, he got hurt. I wonder how different the divisional game at Philly would have been if the Vikings had won. Like, it, it, matchups, like it, it, in boxing they have a saying, styles make fights. Mm-hmm. In football, matchups matter. I think the Vikings are a tougher matchup for Philly than the Giants were because of the Giants' situation. At the skill positions. I mean, they were out there with Isaiah Hodges, Darius Slayton. Richie James got a wide-open touchdown. Uh, I know the game was over, but still, he drops it. Yeah, I mean, so, like, they just were playing a group that, I mean, weren't even, like, in the same stratosphere talent-wise. I think Justin Jefferson in that offense with Kirk Cousins, the way they would have given the Philly a, a much better game. And I say that to say this. I think Philly's a tough matchup for San Francisco. Why? Well, because they have the personnel to match their personnel. Chauncey Gardner Johnson can jar- guard George Kittles. Uh Darius Slade, James Bradbury can handle Debo, Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. They can focus everybody else on the run game. Like they have the pieces, you know, to match up. And then offensively, they're one of the few teams that has an athletic quarterback, has, have an elite run game and have explosive passing game that San Francisco's played.
4: When you think back to the Monday night game that the Commanders beat the Eagles, right? They were able to run the ball with a lot of success. Mm-hmm. Can San Francisco do that against the Eagles on Sunday? Can they play with Eli Mitchell and Christian McCaffrey? Absolutely. Can they do a similar game plan that – I'm not saying it's going to be you know the exact same thing, but could it be bully ball where they try to run it down the Eagles' throat?
2: It could. The, question, the, the problem is you got to play from in front to continue that. You know, Philly's a little better on offense. True? <laughs> you know. No, for sure. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a much better team than the Seahawks and they have better quarterback play and they're more well-rounded than the Cowboys. This will be upgrading competition for uh for the Niners.
4: This week and you know, we're not going to fully know. We're going to, you know, probably get random reports, but We'll never. We'll, we won't fully know how Mahomes is until Sunday arrives. What is this week like outside of him just being in the training room and doing everything possible? Yeah, he may even do the meetings from the training room. <laughs> Twenty-four hours yeah, on working it's on that be ankle. A lot
2: of contrast, hot, cold. You know, a lot of different things to try and speed up the the recovery and limit the swelling. You know to start the revitalization of the the area that that that, that so does Chad Honey
4: impact it? Does Chad Henny run with the ones all week? Yeah, I doubt if Mahomes gets a lot of like on-field practice reps. So does that this late in the season and it's Patrick Mahomes? He's he's all world. He's a first ballot Hall of Famer. You're not worried about does his it reps? matter at all? No, nah,
2: as long as he's mentally game plan wise, in, doesn't nah, matter. As long as he's locked in, you're fine. All right. Well, hopefully Virginia Tech can stay locked in. Rangers locked in. gave up a power play goal. It's now one one. Uh, For some reason, I took the under in this Duke-Virginia Tech game. That's dead. (laughs) Well, no one's missing.
4: Everyone's making everything they put up. There, That's dead. I mean, everything is 60 points already in this one. Jim Root will talk some college hoops with us. Baylor taking on Kansas. Could Kansas be headed towards their third straight loss? We'll find out next.
0: Prime Time with Tim Murray and Sean King on v Sports Betting
4: Network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vsin.com to check out the current betting splits data. Want to know where the money and bets are moving every game? Betting splits page is updated with DraftKings odds every 10 minutes, so you can see changes in all the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets, and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You could check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits are another way VSIN is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vsin.com. Alongside the world's largest Oakland fan, Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Oakland uh, rolling right now, off to a good start. The Oakland Grizzlies. Well, I need that.
2: Uh, to continue, but uh, I also need got some miss some shots in this Duke Virginia Tech game. <laughs> it's like prime Golden State. I'm watching, man,
4: <laughs> running and gunning. Defense optional in Blacksburg tonight. 36-27 Virginia Tech with a lead over the Blue Devils. With by, six by, by the to way, go. let me
2: say this before we bring our guests in. Mm-hmm. Whoever had Derek Lively as the number one player in the country, like they should just do away with all high school basketball rankings. <laughs>
4: Oh, well, let's uh, let's bring in our next guest and see his thoughts on uh, on the Duke Blue Devils as well as uh, many other things. And off to a great start in the college basketball invitational on uh, Saturday. Bet prep with uh, Matt Humans. Off to a four and one start, Mister Roots. Well done, good start for you. I went two and three. Yeah, Texas, I, I
2: didn't get an invite. <laughs> <laughs> don't,
4: don't, don't, doing, don't yell,
2: do don't we yell know at that? me. Don't yell at me. Do know that?
4: Um Let's take a look at uh, a big one tonight. And uh, it feels like anyone uh, who goes on the road in the Big 12, except for Baylor, beware, because you're going to lose. And Normally, I would be all over Baylor in this spot. They're laying points against Kansas. However, I, I just – Jim, I, I'm not <laughs> – not really super enthused to get in front of a, a two, uh, you know, a back to back losses for Kansas. So I, I don't have a play on this one. Anything that you see in Kansas Baylor, which will tip off at nine o'clock Eastern tonight?
3: Yeah, there's a lot going on with this one. You mentioned Kansas having lost two in a row uh, in 20 years under Bill Self. They've lost three in a row just three times. So it's really, really rare. There's a reason for uh, the dominance and probably your, your hesitance to want to get in this one. Obviously, Baylor's won four games on the other side, four in a row. So if you want to frame it as kind of the buy low, sell high for the road team with Kansas, I kind of get it. Um, Kansas is also two and one on the road in Big 12 play. They've, they've been reasonably decent. And uh, now at Texas Tech was one of those wins. Texas Tech can't beat anybody right now. Uh, I still just kind of like the spot better for Kansas. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm buying both these teams long term. I think Kansas uh, coming off the two losses. Both uh, the the one at Kansas State very emotional and then just got spanked at home over the weekend. But I also like the matchup. They're, they're bigger on the wings. I think McCuller, Dick, and Wilson can uh, kind of find a way to get theirs against the smaller Baylor guards. Baylor's not going to punish them in the paint quite as much. I think this one sets up fairly well for Kansas, even though I do think Baylor is uh, going to be back in the top ten sooner rather than later.
2: Well, Jalen Wilson has been outstanding, Jim. But I mean, the supporting cast has been as inconsistent as anybody I've seen. You know. I tend to like to go with the team that has the best player on the court. You think Keontae George is the best player on the court tonight in this game?
3: I think it's probably Wilson. I've been really sold on him. He's he's kind of uh, convinced me that I don't I don't uh, or I need to get off of my ED position at least a little bit or hedge out and get some Jalen Wilson in there for the Wooden Award because if he's going to keep scoring like this in the Big Twelve basically every single game is going to be on national TV, there's going to be some groundswell for him, reigning national champion. He's just he's just dominant lately. I think he had 36 uh, uh, in the one at Kansas State. Looked good even in a loss against D.C.U. He was like the only bright spot for them. So I, he, I think the the support's going to start coming in for him as the uh, dark horse in that wooden race and probably the best player on the court tonight, despite how well Keontae George has been playing.
4: We're talking to Jim Root at Second Chance Points on Twitter. Make sure to check out the three man weave. Great stuff from them as always and always uh, also part of the uh, Friday night. College basketball invitational off to a good start for Jim with a four and one mark. Uh, Don't worry about me, just two and three. Um, All right, Jim, one more game to get to tonight before we pivot towards Tuesday's slate. Nevada hosting New Mexico. You've got the old unranked team, a favorite over and ranked team. Line has moved a little bit towards the Wolf space pack here tonight with uh, the boys from Reno laying three and a half. Against New Mexico, total sitting at 147 and a half, 148. Anything you like tonight in Reno?
3: Yeah, we we talked about a little pre pre getting on air here. I think you and I are, are button heads on this one. I, I kind of like the road team getting the possession on the road. New Mexico has been a lot better on the road than I thought initially. Uh, I kind of had the perception that they were a lot of their sex success was propped up by the pit this year at home. But they're actually three and two on the road, plus nine cover margins. So they've some of their wins have been really dominant on the road. They won at Viejas at San Diego State. That's a really tough place to win. Nevada's been solid this year, but I think they're kind of starting to plateau, level off a little bit in league play. And New Mexico's a team that I think even still has a little bit of room to to keep going up. You mentioned they're ranked. I don't know if they deserve to be in the top 25 right now. That's, that's probably a debate. Uh, but that, and it's spooky given that the you know their the ranked team is the underdog. But just a, a whole possession, getting three points on the road there. I, I kind of like the the Lobos and the way they've been playing with some balance between their guard play and the, the, the big men transfers they brought in this offseason. How do you evaluate a
2: game like this, Jim, where it opened at two and a half and yet the line has moved towards Nevada as it sits three and a half most places? You know, if you're like on the fence, do, do you let that
3: line movement like impact you at all? Not really. I mean, sometimes if, if I think, you know, there's something I don't know, like, oh, I haven't gotten to, to read about all the, the games they've just played. Is there an injury I don't know about? Then I'll be a little bit spooked. That especially happens in some of the smaller market games that just aren't covered that well. Like I, I will defer to the market if maybe uh, somebody from a big group was reading an article and they saw there was a rolled ankle late in the game or something. That'll spook me off a little bit. Uh, but it's only like just a point here. And, and maybe I see the angle of uh, they want to back that that home team against a ranked road dog. I'm OK with it. And at this point, you know, you get the you get a little extra value, that whole possession versus just two and a half. Uh, if I can kind of dig into that that line movement and feel comfortable with it rather than worried that it's something I'm not uh, privy to, then I'm OK with it and, and betting against and punching back against the steam there.
4: Jim, looking ahead to Tuesday, the big showdown, just like we all predicted preseason, would be fifth-ranked Kansas State. Yep, fifth-ranked Kansas State now in the AP poll. Rightfully so. Jerome Tank's squad with the big win last week over Kansas, avoiding the letdown against Texas Tech and winning by double figures, much to my chagrin. And then they're taking on Iowa State. So early DraftKings line just posted is Iowa State lay in five here against the Purple Cats. Uh, From Manhattan, a total of 134. Uh, What do we think about this one tomorrow? Nine o'clock Eastern tip.
3: I think that's a little high, uh, quite honestly. Iowa State's dealing with some injuries. Jazz Koontz has been out a little while with a broken finger. And then Caleb Grill, like a really key piece for them. Big time shooter, brings a lot of swagger to their game as well. He got uh, banged up over the weekend. Not entirely certain if he's going to play tomorrow. Given that uncertainty, I think I would, I would lean towards the road dog. And then just from a matchup lens, Kansas State can handle the ball. Marquise Noel is a fantastic point guard and kind of, you know, take care of it, not give you the live ball turnovers that you need if you're Iowa State to generate offense. And really their whole team in general handles the ball well. Keontae Johnson can take over for a little bit. Carter, Sills, they've got some guys that'll take care of the ball. And Iowa State just lives off of turnovers, especially in front of that home crowd. But you take a couple pieces off that Iowa State roster and, and you give K-State a decent matchup here, I think five points is too many for the Wildcats on the road.
4: Jim, the Big 12 tomorrow, we have two more uh, top 11 teams. TCU is hosting Oklahoma and uh, Texas is hosting Oklahoma State. So not a situation where these teams are going on the road where they have struggled. Uh, right now, Texas lay in eight against Oklahoma State, that line courtesy of DraftKings. TCU lay in six and a half. Either one of those jump at you?
3: I probably. Uh, tilt towards Oklahoma State there. I've been kind of against Texas a lot since Chris Beard had his run-in with the law. Uh, I believe they're now three and eight against the spread since then, uh, both when he was suspended and then officially fired. It just hasn't been smooth sailing for them. Still a little bit inflated in the market, in my view. Oklahoma State's gonna ugly the game up completely. Really good defensive squad. It's gonna be tough for Texas to manufacture points in that one, especially with Musa Cisse starting to play a little bit more, looking a little healthier. The shot blocking big man for Oklahoma State, so I think they could stay inside the number there. Uh, elsewhere, at T- with that TCU game, I'd lean towards the Horn Frogs. I just I'm a big, big proponent of them this year. I-, I think we throw out the first couple weeks of the year where they weren't full strength and struggled, and man, the the ceiling of their performance is is up there. We saw it at Kansas. Just the one hesitation I have is Eddie Lampkin with that high ankle sprain. He he looked really dinged up when he tried to come in against Kansas in the second half and. That takes a key rebounder out of their system. They love to get after the offensive glass. So if he's out, I probably can't quite back my TCU horn Frogs there.
4: Before we let you run, the biggest game of the night tomorrow. Going to be about 33 people there. Georgetown hosting DePaul. <laughs> Georgetown catching three. Haven't won a regular season Big East game since March 2nd, 2021. I'm giving you 10 seconds. Does Patrick Ewing get a victory?
3: Of course not, no. What, he, he's going out with an <laughs> offer for his last two seasons. It's going to be ignominious end. See you, Mr. Ewing.
4: <laughs> See you, Mr. Root. Appreciate it, brother. Thanks.
5: Check out Point Game with John Wall and C.J. Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is v Primetime
0: with Tim Murray and Sean King on VSIN, the sports betting network.
4: BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Reward Points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets. It's never been easier to join the action on the new BetMGM app featuring a fresh redesign with improved features and quicker navigation. Planning a trip to Vegas? You can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Reward Points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts, located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards is sports betting's premier loyalty program, including exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager with BetMGM. Sign up with BetMGM or log in today to take advantage of BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is Sin prime time. What are you gasping about over there? When you
2: play a game under 138 and Mm -hmm. they put up, uh, I think they got, 83 points <laughs> the first half. It's not a
4: good thing. That is correct, yes. It's
2: not a good thing. Uh, Virginia Tech
4: <laughs> leading Duke at the break, 45 to oh 38. Oh, my goodness. Uh, neither team missing many shots, which makes me nervous as a Virginia Tech backer because Duke is more talented, and Virginia Tech didn't miss in the first half. So I'm worried about the uh, old regression piece. I could always uh, try to come in on the other side, play a little second half. Uh which which maybe I'll do, but uh that first half <laughs> Virginia Tech shot sixty-eight percent from the field, seven of ten from three, and Duke shot fifty percent from the There's field. There's gotta be some regression, right? I would think so.
2: It has has a uh a game that has a total of one thirty eight has has eighty-three in the first half ever not brought the over home?
4: <laughs> <laughs> so you played one thirty eight? Yeah. So you need the second half to be uh, under sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Never know. Crazier things have happened. <laughs> Your Rangers took the lead back, though. Yeah, that's good. They did. They Sean's did. on the Rangers tonight, so uh, he's rolling with that. Oakland's up thirteen at the
2: half. I'm getting five,
4: so hopefully they don't fall apart. Just saw I uh, saw our guy Hoops Peterson tweet out that Oakland went on a thirty to four run <laughs> in the first half. Good
2: God! But they're only up thirteen, though. Yeah, and it, that's a twenty six point run. So obviously. Detroit did a whole lot. The other part of the time.
4: All right, so we got our uh, we got our sweats going on. Anything did uh, Jim convince you on anything later tonight? I wrote
2: down. He like no. Nah, I, I he didn't seem he didn't seem ultra confident he about did, tonight. He seemed he like more confident a, about tomorrow.
4: He did like uh, he felt like who was it tomorrow? I mean, by the way, that's a great game. Kansas and Iowa State. Uh, DraftKings opened Kansas Iowa State. State right. Uh, Kansas State. Excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Kansas State opened as a five point favorite at Iowa State, and I would, uh, I would agree with Jim, take the points with, with uh, K-State. I could see that moving a little bit. What do you think Kansas-Baylor tonight? I'd said the line would tell you that I should, would be on Baylor, and mm-hmm. Josh Applebaum's going to join us top of the hour. I imagine he's going to be on Baylor, too. It's, it's, kind of, it's a fishy line. However, the worry I have is Kansas has lost two in a row I just I, – I have a hard time betting against him in the spot knowing that are they really going to have a three-game losing streak for first time in forever. So mm-hmm. that would be my hesitation. I, the line is telling you that Baylor's the right side, but I, I'm going to stay off that one. That would be the way I would look at it. I, do well, have I just
2: a, hope it's a good game. I'm going to go watch it somewhere. I, I hope it's a good game.
4: I do have a little bit on, on Nevada money line, so hopefully the Wolf Pack can uh, get it done. And hopefully, for Jim's sake, we, Nevada by one to three. Yeah, my buddy like look. Nevada tonight, too. Matt Humans, I believe, uh, will be in the house, from what I understand. The Wolf Pack. Yeah. Makes you put a space. How far is that a uh, drive from Seven base? hours. Oh, so that's not around the corner. Nope. Oh, no. Short flight. I like a 45, 50-minute flight. Mm. Beautiful up there. I'd love to get to a, a game up at UNR. All right. Uh, we will talk to Josh Applebaum coming up at the top of the hour. We'll get his thoughts. I know he's got early thoughts on the divisional round. Uh, so we will roll with that. Oh, we got to revisit this. We got to update the people and our Super Bowl draft. We both lost uh, two teams, so no one took a massive advantage. Uh, but I got Eagles and Bengals. You do have Eagles oh, and Bengals. I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm good. You have Eagles and Bengals. I have. I would. I would feel a lot better if Patrick Mahomes had a healthy ankle. So, uh, I've
2: got both favorites. You do. You have both dogs. Yep. I've got the Bengals and Bengals, Eagles. You have the Niners. The 90s. Bengals just, were your how first many, How many cigar uh, bets was this for? One. Okay, just one?
4: Yeah. Well, just because you're losing, you're trying to catch up, you know? No, but I, thought we, I slowly, thought we worked out a deal. Slowly but surely. I thought we worked out a deal. Was it two? I don't know. It wasn't more than two. I thought if both of your teams
2: got there that it was four. No, I don't think so. I think it was. We'll go pull it up. I think that's what we said.
4: This is how desperate he is. By I'm the not can, desperate. You, can you count what the people, – people have been asking me what the count is. Because you, you, he came in all, I had Bengals money line. I'm so, like, where
2: did this start at? Well, you, you got the list there. All right.
4: Got, it starts here. Okay.
2: You got a lot of checks.
4: <laughs> so, for those of you unaware, we started this on our first show, The Nightcap. Sean was victorious first season. Uh, he won by six, and a lot of that was because I got Chesty believing in Matt Painter and Purdue. Uh, that they would, you know, beat Saint Peter's. So I made a dumb bet, and uh, that came back and hurt me quite a bit uh, because that was a six to one bet, and that ended up being the total difference. So what is uh, right
2: now? You're up thirty-one to sixteen.
4: Is that good? Well, that's probably about where you were last year. I was never up fifteen, Shaw. There
1: you were. <laughs>
0: no, I wasn't.
2: <laughs> well, see, I, I, I'm more. I give you more bets that favor you.
4: Just for fault. content
2: reasons. It's not my fault. Whereas, you know, you try and play, I only want it if everything's in my favor. Like, that's the role you try and play in this. Which is fine. I don't mind buying you a bottle of wine. That'd I'm be, okay with that.
4: That would be 15 bottles of wine.
2: Well, we'll get a six-pack, six-pack. We'll, we'll chip away at it till we get there.
4: I mean, if you want to start bringing them in now, I mean, I'll, I'll happily take some now. You're not going to win. Cigar bet. <laughs> You're not. I'm up 15. It doesn't matter. This goes through...
2: Goes through the NFL draft. And, yeah, NFL you're not going to win. I have plenty of time to catch up.
4: Yeah, uh, I'm waiting for I'm pretty sure the St. Peter's mistake. I'm pretty
2: sure the one thing that we did was uh, if 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 both of our teams from our draft got there, it was worth
4: four cigars. I'll ask Britton yeah. to look it up. Great. So if that were to happen, which I'm not convinced the Eagles are beating the Niners. You ha- your first pick was the Bengals. Great pick. They were a six-point underdog, and they they smoked the Bills. Good for you. Um, But I'm... Hey, look, I'm I'm feeling fine with the 49ers going into San uh, going into Philadelphia. I'm just, you would think that I'm
2: just trying to get some missed shots in the. Uh, you would think that Duke Virginia Tech game tonight.
4: You would think that I got hopefully Duke misses them because
2: I don't. know. I really don't care which team misses them. I just need some miss shots. Might have to uh, and Oakland not to fall apart in the second half. And the Rangers to, to keep the win every period from here on out. It would be good. Three things. Come on, Pucks Let's, are Dom. It's a light
4: night. It is a light night. Yeah, it's a light night. I'm excited night. about. I'm excited about the uh, Iowa State game tomorrow. At it's some fun.
2: point, we have to start getting involved in NBA basketball. You want to break down the Rui Hachimura trade? You know, I don't remember him from college. Did he come from overseas or something? He's
4: played at Gonzaga.
2: Oh, that's I don't remember. He's I watched a top Gonzaga. ten pick. Um. I was trying to think of some way to start, for us to start, like, getting, like, involved in the NBA. I don't want to just be cold turkey come playoff time. You
4: can get involved. No, I
2: said us. There's a duality there. You can get
4: involved. There's a duality there. I, I got enough pain on a nightly basis <laughs> betting college basketball. I don't, I don't need more pain betting NBA. Yeah, I haven't been in the NBA. I, I really haven't. What was it? The Lakers were outscored like 45-13 in the second quarter last night and came back and won against the Portland Trailblazers. Probably probably was a nice uh, in game opportunity wow. there on the uh, yeah, that's pretty cool. On the Lakers. Um, I'm just I'm just thrilled for my hometown team being the most irrelevant, one of the most irrelevant sports franchises in all of sports. The Washington Wizards, I I contend are one of the most irrelevant sports franchises in all of sports. They trade they drafted Rui Hachimura in the first round, in the top 10 4 years ago and they just traded him for Kendrick Nunn and two second round picks.
2: Yeah, and he was averaging like what, 13 points a <laughs> he game? had
4: 30 the other night. Uh. Oh man. Good old Wizards. But but here's the thing John Wall did say that the Cavaliers wanted nothing to do with them in 2017. So, you know, (laughs) Wizards have got that going for them, that uh, LeBron's team that ultimately beat the Celtics four games to one, I think won two or three of those games by 30 points. They wanted nothing to do with the Wizards. I'm sure LeBron was shaking in his boots. Don't want to see Brad Beal and John Wall. All right. I do want to see Josh Applebaum. He's got early thoughts on the NFC and AFC championship games. He'll join us next right here on Prime Primetime.
0: At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.